Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. What are some signs that you are ready to retire here in 2023? And once you do retire, do you know all your options for what to do with your retirement savings? All that and more is coming up. We're so glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And I am Jen Rizak alongside. I know we have a lot to get to today, Philip, but I hope hope you're doing great today as we start to talk about signs that we are ready to retire. That, and that's an important, you know, this is an important show because these yeah. are things that as you're looking to retire, there's some things in here that you need to make sure that you, you know your numbers, right? Yep. Yep. It's, when you're in business, say, you need to know your numbers when you're getting ready to retire. You need to know your numbers, and and that we'll talk about that today. Yeah, absolutely. Because because the big question, Philip, for a lot of people is, can I afford to retire? So let's go ahead and, and jump in here. Uh, talk about some of the signs that we could be ready to retire here in 2023. You mentioned this idea of know your numbers. You know your numbers. Let's talk about what kind of numbers we're talking about here. So uh, so there's several numbers you need to know. One, you need to know how much do I spend. You know, how much am I going to need to spend in retirement? And hopefully by then your car's paid off, the house is paid off, you know, having credit card debt, right? So, mm-hmm. so our hope is that we won't need as much income in retirement than when we were working. But there's going to be other things, right? We're going to travel, we're going to buy the boat to go fishing, we golf a lot. I mean, all those things, we need to take all that into consideration. So you need to know your number. How much do I need to spend? How much am I going to be spending? Mm-hmm. Uh, second, you need to understand Social Security. You, you need to know, you know, what the options are when it comes to Social Security. What are you planning to do? Are you going to take it at 62, 65, 67? Are you going to wait till 70? What is your plan? And what's the difference, right? How much of a, a, a deduction am I going to get if I take it at 62 versus 67? How much of a bonus am I going to get if I wait till 70? And how does that play in to our whole scenario mm-hmm. of getting ready to retire? That number is important. Um, I, I think those, those when it comes to numbers, of course, then we work backwards to determine if you have enough to retire when right. it comes to what's that gap between Social Security and what you're spending. Mm-hmm. That's the gap we, we kind of have to fill. Um, but there's other things we need to know, right? We need to know. Um, what's healthcare going to cost us? It's not free. Well, some people, you know, they, they, they're they fortunate in retirement that they get some healthcare benefits. But for the majority of us, it's not free, right? We're going to have to have Medicare Part B, which costs us something out of our Social Security. We're going to have to have a Medicare supplement. There's a cost for that. And depending upon what plan you pick will depend upon what your co-pays are and, and what your out-of-pocket is and some other things. And so we need to know what all those numbers are to help get ready to retire, Jen. And as we're talking about this, knowing what our numbers are, there's so much to have a handle on. This is why, Philip, I think it makes sense to work with someone who has some insights here because this is this is a lot this could be really overwhelming for the everyday person to try to figure out this is why it makes sense philip to to talk to somebody who does this all the time and who who specifically talks to retirees all the time about these different issues right yeah it is and so we want to start with the one thing nobody wants to talk about and that's a budget how much are we going to need to spend I don't mean, uh, and and so many people think, well, I got to cut this, I got to cut that. No, we just need a realistic number. What is your expenses, your insurance, your property taxes, your food, your gas? You know, what are all those things going to add up to? And then then add into there. Hey, I'm going to, you know, travel once a quarter. We're going to cruise this many times a year. What does that look like? Because until you have that number, you don't have a target to shoot for. And mm-hmm. so that really helps us kind of put that together. And then we've got something to shoot for. And then we can look at, okay, here's how much my social security is. If I get a pension, this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I know what my gap is and I can, I can fill that gap with my 401k money 
and my IRA money and other money that I've saved helps fill that gap. And that really comes down to that, that retirement income plan and having it written so that you've got that game plan in place that you know where your money's coming from year in and year out. Folks, listen, that's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call right now to walk through our core retirement design. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. That phone number one more time is 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today about some of the, the numbers that you need to have a handle on, some of the planning that you need to have done as you are preparing for retirement, just some ways to help you determine if the time is right for you to go ahead and try to retire. And Philip, as we continue this conversation on here and we talk about things like, have I saved enough? Have I done enough to get myself prepared for retirement? Contribution rates to 401k plans hit an all-time high in 2021. There was a combined average savings rate of 13.9%. Those are the most recent stats that we have on retirement savings plans. But how do we figure out what to do with that 401k or that IRA once we retire? Let's talk about that next step of what do we do with this thing that I've been saving into this whole time? You know, again, it kind of boils down to how much am I going to need on a monthly basis out of that fund, right? Mm-hmm. And so then the allocation of how that gets allocated is is really dependent upon that cash flow. You know, how much am I going to need out of there? Because that's going to determine what buckets it goes into. Mm-hmm. And so typically when we're looking at, at putting together that income plan, you know, we're going to have four to six buckets a month out there. And, and that's how well, we really put that together. And we know that hey, we're going to take so much from bucket one, so much from bucket two at, at certain dates mm-hmm. and certain times. And so that's the whole deal is, is having that visual that you know that that, that money is going to be there when you need it. And then making sure that, I mean, we run our numbers to age 100. Let's say, hey, look, at age 100, you still got money left, then we're good. Mm-hmm. And, and and you should feel like, okay, I can make it through uh, my retirement. And so everything really starts with that income plan, Jen. Nearly 88%, I want, I want to keep talking about some of these stats here really quick, Philip. Nearly 88% of 401k plans allow employees to contribute to a Roth 401k option. Let's talk a little bit about how much should you save for retirement? Where do you save it? How can you make sure it will last after you leave your job for good? Those are some of the questions you probably have if you're getting close to retirement. And Philip, you're all about helping people answer some of those questions that they have, right? Absolutely, Jen. You know, I know a lot of folks out there are worried that they haven't saved enough or they're going to get caught short or or that they won't even be able to retire because Mm -hmm. they don't have enough saved up. And I know that most of you, you know, don't have a written financial income plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the people I talk to, I just know that that probably less than 10% of the folks out there actually have a written income plan in place right now. And it's that written um, income plan, retirement income plan, that really can help you feel more stable financially in retirement. So look, that's part of our core retirement process. Give us a call. Let us walk you through that process to make sure that you're on the right path for the retirement you always dreamed of. That number is 863-285-3815. Now, in that process, we're going to do several things. One, we're going to ascertain what your risk number is. We're going to figure that out, you and I together. From there, we're going to look to see what is the risk in our current portfolio and where should it be and how much off is it? What do we need to do to fix it? Two, we're going to look at income. Do you have that written retirement income plan? Let's put together that written retirement income plan for you to make sure that Mathematically, what you have is going to last throughout your lifetime. And then finally, we're going to look at the Roth whole tax situation. Do you have room to start making some Roth contributions or Roth conversions? 
can I move 10,000 from the IRA to the Roth and pay tax at 12%? You know, these are the things we look at and plan for and put together in our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 for your core retirement analysis. That's 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We've got more insights from Philip coming up after the break. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Philip, I know we've joked about this before, Secure Act 2.0, first one passed at the end of 2019, and then they started talking about we weren't sure if this was a sequel or a do-over, whatever it is, it's now our reality. Secure Act 2.0 is here. And there are some more changes that we need to be talking about. So, Philip, that's what we're going to get into. And, of course, you know, I I don't know if we ever determined, is this a sequel? Is this a do-over? Is it a little bit of both? It's a a sequel. It's a let's add a little bit to it. Let's fine-tune some things is what I would say it is. But have you ever noticed, Jen, how they always want to slip these things in in December? Yeah, when we're a you little know, bit distracted. Like, yeah, everybody's distracted with the holidays. And what does Congress do? Boom. They give us a new law that provisions take effect in 2023, the right. year we're in. And it's right. like, okay, could you give us just a little bit more time? Yes. And, and who do you think actually read the bill? Uh, it was, <laughs> Philip, it was almost 4,000 pages long. No, Nobody exactly. read that whole thing. <laughs> nobody <laughs> read that whole thing. No, you're right. It was part of the omnibus bill, which is kind of that catch-all spending bill that gets passed at the end of the year. I, I guess, Philip, it's kind of like everybody's scrambling to use all their PTO before the year ends. This is what Congress That's does, so. too. We're scrambling yeah. to get it all thrown in there. But you're That's right. That's a good analogy. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're right. Nobody but, you know, this is times like this, Jen, I got to tell you. This is times that I'm so thankful that I'm part of Ed Slot's Master Elite IRA program because, man, he has been so good about getting information out to us. And and I would suggest anybody, I mean, because anybody can go to his website, right, and look through some of his stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage folks to do that because... He's got a lot of good information out there. And if nothing else, subscribe to his newsletter because it's it's pretty good, too, and keeps you up to date on IRA stuff. So, But it is... uh, Definitely thankful for uh, for him paying attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. You can get some good information. I think the website is irahelp.com for anybody who wants to go do a little do a little looking around to, to see what kind of uh, information is available there, especially as, as you're getting close to retirement age. But you're right, Philip. So this is a source that a resource for you that you were able to find out about or hear about some of these changes, even though it, everything passed at a time when we were at our most distracted, which is the, the week between Christmas and New Year, which is when Congress always passes things and most of us don't even know what day it is because we're just trying to survive the holiday the holidays, season. exactly. Yeah. And then here we have, you know, throughout the entire year, we'll continue to find uh, things and, and unpack things from this legislation. But 
I'm going to go through some of the key changes, Philip, with this new legislation and get your your take on some of this. Um, So a couple of the things that we see now under Secure Act 2.0, allowing employees under age 59 and a half to make an emergency withdrawal of up to $1,000 without penalty. And thankfully, mercifully, Philip, that's the only half age that I'm going to talk about through all these changes. (laughs) What is it with Congress and these half birthdays and these half ages? Well, so yeah, that's the one they left in there from original Secure Act. Is it still you can't take anything out without a penalty until you're 59 and a half? Right. Um, you know, I, I think this was. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this was kindness on their part to say, "Hey, look, most people are a lot of people don't have any kind of emergency money sure. um, saved up. They're living paycheck to paycheck, and they're afraid to put money in their 401k because what if I need it for an emergency? Right. Um, so, I mean, I think this may be lends itself to giving some people the, okay, I, I have access to a thousand bucks if I need it. Mm-hmm. Still got to pay tax on it, but sure. you wouldn't have to pay the 10% but not the penalty. penalty. I mean, not it's the penalty. Yeah. No. Well, and Philip, so, so while you're on that a little bit, let's just talk about this whole idea of when you are saving for retirement versus building up your emergency savings, there's this factor of liquidity and there's this whole idea of trade-offs, right? So if you're putting your money in something that's long-term for your retirement, you maybe don't have the liquidity, but there are some other features. Um, but, but there is a need, especially really for anybody at any age, Philip, to have some sort of liquid savings that they can get their hands on in the event of emergency. I think that's just a a general principle of planning that we talk about quite a bit on this show. It really is. It really is. And and unfortunately, most people don't do it. You're right. We, We spend paycheck to paycheck instead of saving. And so, you know, the general rule of thumb is, is that you should have you know, I mean, the, the, the real generally, you should have six months of income saved up. Now, I'd be thankful to see people have three months uh, right. of income saved up, right? So so that would help them cover that three months of maybe, you know, because if somebody got laid off now, they'd still have unemployment. They have some other things to kick in. But, sure. but you want to have ideally six months or more just in an emergency account that you could put your hands on if you needed it. Yeah, just one of those principles that I thought we should touch on real quickly while we were on the subject. Talking a little bit about changes with Secure Act 2.0, some additional um, encouragement for retirement savings here, increasing part-time workers' access to retirement accounts, um, allowing employers to make contributions to 401k plans for employees who are paying down student loans. They're not saving for retirement, but they're still able to get that uh, company match by the employer contribution, and then requiring automatic 401k enrollment for certain companies. There are some exclusions here, but really making this an opt-out instead of an opt-in. So I think the message here, Philip, is encouraging more people to put money in some of this long-term retirement savings. Yeah, absolutely. And let's let's look at, you said most companies. Well, you know, there are some, but I mean, if you have 10 or fewer workers, that's the only people that are exempt. And yeah, there's a lot of those small businesses like that, but but there's a lot of companies that are, quote, small businesses that have more than 10 employees. So, yeah, that's true. Um, and they've got a 401k plan. So, you know, I, I look at that and say, OK, it makes it makes some sense to me to, to automatically enroll people. But I look at it from the employer standpoint, too, as a that's business tough. owner. And yeah. I, I look at the headache that that, that could cause um, down the road. But, you know, it, it is that deal. And, and I like the fact that they, they make people start to to do that. I mean. And here, our our state employees, they automatically have to put 3% in for their retirement. So why shouldn't other employees? There you go. There you go. Uh, Philip, making it easier for annuities to become an income option for retirees and creating some tax credits for small businesses that let military spouses enroll right away in retirement plans and qualify for immediate vesting of employer matches. So it looks like, a, again, trying to increase flexibility in some areas, but then, you know, we had that word require in one of those earlier provisions. So increase flexibility in some places, but reduce it, I guess, in others is what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some some good stuff in there, you know, helping helping people for the most part. Um, let me tell you, though, there's one that I, I kind of like you haven't mentioned yet, um, and that it allows for you to take and roll over tax and penalty-free your 
529 plans mm-hmm. that have been around for at least 15 years. So let's say, hey, look, you, you got a, a, a child that didn't use all their 529 plan. Now, if it's been in existence at least 15 years and it hadn't been used, you can actually roll that into your Roth IRA and grow it tax-free for your own retirement. I, I kind of like that one because now it doesn't say, hey, look, if my kid doesn't go to college, now I got an out, right? So right. I, I, I kind of like that provision, Jim. I, I wonder, and I'm glad you brought that one up because I that's another area where we might have a little bit more flexibility. I wonder, though, Philip as time passes on, what other changes might be made to one like that? Because right now the accounts do need to be at least 15 years old, but you can see where there could be some potential changes where they say, okay, now we have too many people who are taking advantage of this. Now we're going to have to put some additional strings attached or or put some additional requirements on before you can take that money out. That's one of those things that we'll just have to see what happens as time goes on. But certainly I imagine, Philip, this would really open up some opportunities for people who were trying to do the right thing, trying to do what they saw as a good thing to help their their grandkids save for college. And then for whatever reason, that money is stuck in an account that they they can't really access any other way. That, that's right. And so I, I really like that one. And it, it gives people the, um, it, it takes away an excuse for not starting a 529 plan. Yeah. Because now, Hey, I can put it in my Roth if my kid doesn't go to school. So yeah, I, I really like that one, you know. If I, and so, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that's in that Secure Act 2.0 as yep. well. You know, one of the other ones, which doesn't make much sense to me, Jen, I'll be honest, is the catch-up contribution. <laughs> it, it doesn't start until 2025. Right. But but for people ages 60 to 63, like I, I told know, you, though, what, but it's not sixty-two and three quarters. It's not a, it's not a, well, a fraction age. So it, but, at least there's but, whole but, ages. <laughs> but people in that age, sixty to sixty-three, after twenty twenty-five, are allowed to put an extra ten grand into their four hundred one k plans. And it's like, okay, well, they're not going to retire until sixty-seven. So why don't you expand that a little bit? I just don't get that one. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's not up for me to get, I guess, what Congress does. but It's their world. We're just living in it, right? That's right. It <laughs> That's is. That's what it, it feels like. Well, hey, okay. the other one we probably need to mention real quick before we close out this, RMDs? this, um, this little section is RMDs, right? Yep. So in 2023, this year, they raised the, the age by one year. So now you don't have to be 72. You got to be 73. Mm-hmm. 73 to take your required minimum distribution. And that number will go to age 75 in 2033. Now, that's hmm. a long time. But right. But at least they put some forward thinking into this bill, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And having a handle on your age for required minimum distributions, even when we have a little bit more flexibility now for people who turned 72 in 2023 and thought, oh my goodness, I have to start taking this. Now Now we've got some flexibility. They don't have to actually do that now. But just talk a little bit about how important it is for people to stay on top of some of these changes because we don't want to be getting it wrong when it comes to some of these rules that are in place for taking money out of our accounts. And this is why, Philip, we need to have a strategy for taking money out of these accounts. And that's where your planning process comes into play, right? Absolutely, Jen. That's where we stay on top of it for you, help you through that process. And again, that's why I developed the core retirement design to help people, number one, design the retirement they always dreamed of, but two, make sure that they're on track in both risk Taxes and income. Those are the three pillars that you need to have and understand when you head into retirement. Mm -hmm. So I'm offering you a 30 minute, no obligation phone consultation to make sure that you are on the right path for the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. Folks, it's that simple. 30 minutes with me on the phone answering your questions to make sure that you are where you need to be to get ready for retirement. So if you're five years out from retirement or you're already retired, give us a call at 863-285-3815 and let's have a 30-minute conversation about where you are and what you need to be doing. 863-285-3815. 
talking today with Philip Statler with Statler Financial Services. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back with more on Secure Act 2.0 coming up next. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today, 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, talking today about Secure Act 2.0, because just a few years after the original was passed at the end of 2019, we now have more changes to our retirement planning system here in the U.S. with Secure Act 2.0. And Philip, we've been talking about this a little bit here on the show today, but let's kind of recap some of the most important proposals that you're seeing here with these changes under Secure Act 2.0. So I think if I look through, there's there's a couple. One is the change in the required minimum distribution age. You know, they they added one more year for this year. So now you if you don't have to take an RMD until you're 73, and they extended that out to age 75 10 years from now in 2033. Um, but the other part that's in there that that we forget about is you know, if you don't take your required minimum distribution, you get penalized. That penalty right now is 50%. Now they are they, so part of Secure Act 2.0 is they're reducing that penalty for not taking your RMD from 50% down to 25%. So a pretty significant reduction. Though I, I will tell you that in in the time I've been in the in the tax and accounting industry and in the financial planning industry, I've, I've not seen anybody ever have to pay that penalty because there's a waiver form within the tax return that if you say, hey, look, I forgot, forgive me. They do. I'm not seeing them ever not forgive somebody. So just a FYI there, but but I think that's makes sense. Why take more money out of somebody's pocket for not taking it to catch up, you know? Mm-hmm. But the other one I like is as I, I like the whole fact that I can now take a 529 plan that's been around for 15 years. And if my, my child doesn't go to college or my grandchild doesn't go to college, I can take that money and roll it into a Roth IRA. I think that takes away the excuse for not doing a 529 plan. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but Philip, when it comes to some of these changes, ha- how important is it for retirees to be following changes like what we've seen under Secure Act 2.0 or, or do we need to do we need to worry about this until it's time for us to be getting into retirement? How how much should we be following some of this? I think that whenever you retire, you need to start paying attention, right? Because the rules can change on you. And I think just because the rule is out there doesn't mean we have to wait, right? We don't have to wait. There's nothing that says that you have to wait until you're 73 to start taking your required minimum distribution. You can start taking money out anytime after 59 and a half without having to pay a penalty. Now, yes, you have to pay the tax. But here's a here's a neat little thing that somebody shared with me is that, you know, they changed the Secure Act 1, 1 the first one, Change the requirement of distribution age from 70 and a half to 72. Mm-hmm. And who do you think pays more taxes? Oh. The average yeah. retiree that takes their RMD at 70 and a half will pay 18% less in taxes than if they waited till 72. Mm-hmm. And I got to think that number is going to go up if they wait till 73. What it does for me is, is it, it extends out my planning time, right? Because now I got more time to put a plan together to reduce folks' taxes in retirement. And that's a huge deal because we know taxes are going up. I mean, we know that they're going up in 2026. Automatically, without us doing a thing, they're going to go up. And I feel like based on 
the amount of debt we have, interest rates going up, we're going to have to pay more in taxes. Taxes are going to have to go up. Uh, and, and I don't want you to have to pay more. So there are strategies in place that folks can use to help reduce those taxes in the long haul. Short-term pain for long-term gain, that's the whole deal. And everybody should be looking at that, Jen. They should be looking at how can I reduce my taxes over my lifetime? And there are strategies out there to do that. And, uh, and we walk people through it every time. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Philip, here, here's another thing that we've pointed out here with these changes with Secure Act 2.0. The main goal for Secure Act and Secure Act 2.0 is to help more people do a better job saving for retirement. So let's talk a little bit about how this should look for people who are getting close to retirement. How do they know if they've saved enough and if they're saving it in the right types of places? You know, Jen, I can't tell you recently how many folks I've sat down with that said, look, you know, I think I probably need $2 million to retire, or I think I need a million dollars to retire. That's, to me, looking at it the wrong way. What we need to look at is how much income do you need to retire? And then we work backwards. Because what I find is, is that most people really don't need a million dollars or $2 million. They need five hundred. They need, they need 250 because they have a pension or they need 750. You don't know what that number is until you put the plan in place that says, here's my income. What do I need to get back to folks? And this is the whole reason that I developed my core retirement design. Let's give us a call at 863-285-3815 and schedule your core retirement phone consultation. We'll spend 30 minutes with you walking you through our process and determining if you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. That number again is 863-285-3815. Folks, don't procrastinate. Get it done today. It's a simple 30-minute phone call. 863-285-3815. Philip Statler is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, talking today about changes under Secure Act 2.0. And, and so important that we we get that analysis done and we figure out what, what it is that we need to have saved for retirement. Are we doing this in the in the right places? And, and aside from having enough saved, and I, I guess, you know, before we move on, Philip, we kind of touched on this earlier, but your money, you have different needs for your money. And when you're saving for, for certain things, Philip, sometimes you need more liquidity for your emergency savings. You need liquidity. You need a little less liquidity for some of that longer term savings, like for your retirement. But just talk a little bit about uh, those different goals for our money, Philip, whether it's liquidity or growth or preservation. How do you help people break down those different uh, places or, or goals that their money needs to have as they are trying to save for something like retirement? So a lot of that, we base that on how our income plan ends up being put together. But the basics are this, right? We need to have that emergency money, that money you can put your hands on if if something drastic happens um, and you can get a hold of it, whether that's $20,000, $50,000. You know, it's a a comfort level thing for a lot of folks, Jen. Uh, But we have that conversation of what does it need to be for for them? Um, And then, you know, we, we need to have some protected money, some money that's not going to be affected if the market goes down in value. Um, and, and we're facing that right now, right? The market's headed, headed down, it seems to be this year. Um, and so we need some money that's going to be protected long-term from that strategy of, of the market going down. And then we need some money that's going to grow. It's going to have a little risk tied to it, but it, it's going to be there to help us keep up with inflation, right? It's going to be our risk bucket. So we need to have something in all of those different buckets. The question is how much? And that's where our process goes into play to determine what needs to be in each of those buckets to protect you for your retirement. And so, Philip, aside from having enough saved and, and thinking about the saving for retirement piece of this, just talk a little bit about what else goes into what, what you would consider to be a comprehensive retirement income plan. Well, I think that there are several things. One is you need to know when's it going to start. When are you going to start taking money out of it? And where's it going to come from? So often we see people that have a lot of stuff 
they have a brokerage account, they have some annuities, they have some CDs, and they're taking money from here, but they don't know when am I supposed to switch from here to there. I call it the junk drawer approach. They've got a lot of stuff, but they don't have a plan on how it's all going to work together and when they're going to shift gears and take money from someplace else. And that's really what our income plan does. You need to know when it's going to start, where the money's going to come from, how long is it going to be there? And then you need number two, it needs to be written. It needs to be something in writing that you can refer back to, to make sure you're on the right path for the situation you're in. And then it needs to have some provisions for healthcare because we don't ever know if that's going to be something that, that comes up. It needs to be mathematically sound. And what I mean by that is so many folks have what I consider some high expectations of what the market's going to do long-term. I tell people, look, let's build a plan that's ultra conservative, because guess what? If it works when it's ultra conservative, it'll sure as heck work when the, when the markets go gangbusters and we're making huge returns, right? But we want to be conservative. We want to make sure mathematically it's going to last until you're hundred years old. People say, well, I'm not going to live that long. You don't know. We're not promised tomorrow, but we don't know that tomorrow will be our last day either. It's true. Right? So we need to make sure that we've got a plan in place that will provide for longevity, whether it's you or your spouse, right? Because between the two of you, there's a pretty good chance that, that one of you will make it till 90. So I think we have to plan for that. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but if you have a plan in place and you've got that certainty of knowing that you're going to end up okay, no matter what happens um, in the market. You, you've got your income coverage in. And when we talk about preparing for, for retirement, making sure we've got our income covered, all of this requires planning. And the fact is, because these things don't happen by accident, having enough income, having it positioned the right way, it doesn't just happen by accident. It, it happens through planning. And nearly 70% of Americans are missing that written financial plan. And Philip, people without a plan, they do tend to feel a little less confident about the future. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of you are worried about you haven't saved enough or you won't even be able to retire. I know most of you don't have a written financial income plan. I mean, I know statistically, that's just the case. It's not there. And a written financial plan can help you feel much more financially stable because it gives you a roadmap to run on where you can see it in black and white. So you don't have to be one of those folks worried if your money's going to last as long as you need it to, even afford to retire. Folks, we have a process in place to help make sure the income's going to be there. It's our core retirement design. We're offering today 30-minute free phone consultation. We call it our core retirement phone analysis. Give us a call right now. We'll make sure that where you are is where you need to be. If not, We'll give you some tweaks of things that can be done. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Don't procrastinate. 2023, let's make it a good year no matter what happens. 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We've got more insights coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal.
Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Philip is the inaugural Highlander Award winner for Financial Representative of the Year. Check him out online at statlerfinancial.com. And of course, you can also get on social media, get on Facebook, do a search for Statler Financial Services, and they will pop right up. And uh, Philip, it's funny, you think about the world of finance, there are things that can have a positive impact on one set of people while negatively impacting somebody else at the same time. Uh, There's somebody benefiting from credit card debt, higher taxes, higher interest rates, and there's also somebody who's hurt by those things. So we're going to we're going to go through some of these areas that are both good news and bad news and how do we navigate them is what we're going to do here in this last part of the show today. I want to start with an example from the lending world. And uh, Philip, I thought this was an interesting headline that I found from Wall Street Journal. Credit card debt keeps falling. So that is good news for everybody except the lenders, except for the credit card companies. <laughs> they don't like that at all, do they? They don't. You're right. Right. <laughs> You know that's that, you're right. You know it's a great that's a great example. Is, is that that type of thing is good news for the you know for our population, not so good for the banks and the credit card companies. And and, and obviously that's great news. Um, people are paying down their debt, which is tremendous. I mean, it's one thing we've been looking for for a long time in this economy of ours. We look at that, but the, the companies that that issue those cards. You know, they rely on more people using them, carrying higher and higher balances because that's where their revenue comes from. Right. The the credit card fees, the interest rates. Um, So so this could indicate a a coming long term trend, if you will, Hmm. with how people are thinking about debt, which is which is good news. Yeah. Yeah. That They're thinking about debt that way. However, it's bad news for those companies. Again, in 2020, credit card spending in the U.S. totaled some nearly $3.9 trillion on just general purpose and store cards, you know, and that's down 9% from 2019 spending. Now, you could say, well, is it the pandemic? Not not necessarily, because I think more people shop from home, spend more money, (laughs) you know, on the pandemic. But I think they, they were, a lot of them were smart with some of their stimulus money and, and use that money to pay down debt. The question is, will that continue right. in 2021 and 2022? If it does, Jenna, I think that will be good news for uh, for us here in the United States. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you talk to clients about addressing things like that, that high interest debt before retirement? Because with debt, again, there's there's a difference between a mortgage and, and credit card debt. How do you talk to people about addressing some of that while they're still working? That's a good question because I, I do get that question a lot. Kind of the opposite effect, right? Should I pay off my house? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that's not the high interest rate debt because going into retirement, I tell everybody, look, you need to be debt free except for maybe your mortgage. Okay. And if your mortgage, if you're paying three and a quarter, maybe three and a half or less, I wouldn't be in a hurry to pay my mortgage off because typically you're going to be able to make more money on your investments than three, three and a half percent. Now, if you just got it sitting at the bank, not the case, but if you truly have it invested in some kind of retirement income plan or investment plan, you should be earning on average better than three, three and a half percent. So it doesn't make sense to pay off the house. It does make a lot of sense to pay off anything else that has a higher interest rate than that three and a half percent. It just makes total sense. And, and the more out of debt you are heading into retirement, the better off you're going to be, the more comfortable you're going to be, uh, in that retirement lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it would be a good thing. <laughs> it seems like it would be a really good thing. Here's another one. Um, low interest rates. We hear that referred to as a double-edged sword. It's good news for borrowers. If you are taking on that mortgage, if you are at a stage of life when you are borrowing money, you love low interest rates. It's bad news for savers, though, for people who are wanting to to earn something off of that in retirement. Talk about how that works. 
Well, you're right. I mean, so much. I mean, we're so uh, thankful right now that mortgage rates are so low and interest rates seem to be very low, on, even on car loans. And, mm-hmm. and and even, you know, credit card rates have gone down a little bit just because interest rates uh, as a factor. But it is a double-edged sword because the poor folks that are that are thinking about retirement, you know, they have their money in savings making Zero. Making nothing, you know, right. Virtually nothing. It is nothing when you take into consideration taxes and inflation, right? <laughs> right. So I spoke with somebody the other day and they had a CD renewing and um, they were antsy. Yeah, you know, Phil, we need to, we got to do something. We, we got to do something. You know, the, it was a five year. We, we really did well the last five years. We we're getting three, three and a quarter. But the renewal rate is uh, for five years is like, I think it's going to be a half or three quarters of a percent. And that you just, you, you can't get ahead if that's all you're making on your money at the bank. And so, you know, it's good for those people that have to borrow money, but people that need to live off their interest rates, it hasn't been good for them for, it seems like forever, Jen. It's been a long time since we've seen decent interest rates. So how do you help retirees navigate those lower interest rates in retirement? When you're at that phase of life where this is affecting you, how do you help people deal with this? Well, I think that we look at a couple of things. One is, is that most people, they have their money at the bank because they want something safe and secure. The issue is, is that most of those type people actually need a little bit of risk in their portfolios. And they just don't realize it or they're so risk averse, they're not willing to take the chance. But it is, you know, even somebody that's 90 years old, a lot of times we'll sit down with them and and they'll have a little bit of money in the market. Not a lot, but still they need a little bit of that exposure to help keep up with inflation. So you say, Phil, but what do you do to get safety? Well, you know, there are things out there that will give you some principal protection, and give you some decent earnings over the lifetime. And we use annuities for that. Um, a lot of times, index annuities will, will give us the ability to, to know that their principal is, is protected. You know, they're not going to be affected by market risk, but yet they're going to get a better rate of return than what they're getting on their savings in the bank. And so, so that's an area that a tool, that's one of the tools we use. Is it the only tool? No, but it, it is a tool that will get us safety and a better return than what they see at the bank, Jen. Here's another area that I want to talk about here. Um, this is this is one that uh, I noticed, especially in my uh, in my former days as a reporter. Let's talk about taxes because we hear a lot of times when those uh, monthly reports come in about what state tax revenues were or what federal tax revenues were or whatever. It's presented in this light that it's good news that tax revenues came in at a higher level. And it is good news for the government entity that gets to spend it. But then when we look at the other side, that money came from taxpayers who don't get to spend that money themselves anymore. So that's the other side of this coin. We know that paying taxes are part of life, but talk about the impact that can have on our retirement savings. Yeah, that money's come from you and me and everybody else out here. Right, exactly. So (laughs) it's, it's, and that's the issue is that folks forget that their IRAs are taxable when they take it out. Their 401ks are going to pay tax on that when they take it out. You know, they don't own it 100% free and clear. Mm -hmm. There's a mortgage on that tax deferred money. And the problem is, is we don't know how much the other party owns of our retirement account Mm. because it depends on what tax bracket you're in. And as taxes go up, guess what? That percentage goes up. Hmm. So if you're in a 22% tax bracket and you take money out of your 401k, your IRA, Uncle Sam's going to get at least 22% of maybe more because it may push you into a higher tax bracket or it may make your social security taxable. So, so it could be a higher number than that people forget about taxes. And it's one of the areas that that folks really need to realize that it plays a big role. And, you know, not like inflation, inflation, we call the silent killer, but taxes are forgotten and until it's too late a lot of times. Mm -hmm. 
And just something that we want to be mindful of, what the impact is there. The the last one on my list today is longevity. And here's what I mean. The good news is we're living longer in retirement. The bad news is we're living longer in retirement. <laughs> Talk about how that is both. It's it's good and bad. It, it is good news, right? It, it's good news. Well, I say that. It's good news as long as you're in good health, right? Yeah. But living a long, healthy life is, is a good thing for sure. That's right. Um, and, and when I sit down with folks, that's always the, the point of that conversation is if I'm healthy, I don't mind living a long time. If I'm not healthy, mm. I, I don't want right. to live that mm. long. But in either case, if your longevity is there, then it means we need to have more money to get us through to the end of our life. It, it means that, that we need to make better choices about our, our health so that we are healthy, right? Is it because healthcare could cost you an enormous amount of money? over that time period. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we're as fit and healthy as possible. And we need a plan for longer lifespans because who knows how long we're going to be here. You could have more health care costs the longer you live. You could have more years of paying for your basic living expenses. You'll have more years of paying taxes. And guess what? Taxes don't quit just because mm. you reach 80 or 90 or 100. We still have to pay Uncle Sam. All these things come into the risk of living too long. That we call the longevity risk. And so we want to make sure that we're mindful of that when we plan for our retirement income. Philip, how do you help somebody create a plan where they don't outlive their money if, if they do end up living a long time? You know, it starts with finding out what they need in terms of, of monthly income. And we build that by taking what their budget is today. We apply some, some inflationary numbers. We don't know what inflation is going to be, but we, we have to plan for something. And we do. We put inflation numbers in there. It says, hey, look, we're out inflation. We need to build this out so that, so that you get periodic raises in your income from now to age 100. Um, and so we look at putting together those buckets and, and making sure that that we are going to put together a plan that that is conservative enough to get you through retirement the rest of your life, but objective enough to give you enough income to live off of. So folks, listen, when you look at your retirement, a written retirement income plan is key part of that planning process. If you don't have a written retirement income plan, and 90 to 95% of the folks out there don't, give us a call and let us help walk you through that process to determine what your retirement could look like given your account balances right now. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. Again, that number is 863 285 3815. You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip. I'm Jen Rizak. Glad you spent some time with us here today. We hope you have a great week. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product, features, and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.